0: On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to sit down with somebody who is super old school in e-commerce, probably somebody who's been in e-com before anyone I've talked to. Maybe uh, I had Ezra Firestone on here at one point and maybe Ezra was doing it before, but I don't think so. Uh, Norm Farrar, amazing conversation. We talked about some really tried and true uh, strategies, strategies, not tactics, that he has been using Uh, for years to increase perceived value of the products that he sells, uh, and as well, a uh, media distribution plan uh, that I don't think any of you are using. And I I certainly am not, um, though I want to be. Um, You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid seven figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world. But we learned some incredible lessons along the way. And we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow. Now on to today's episode. Someone on my team thought I either had superpowers or woke up at 5am to crunch client numbers. Turns out, I just used Triple Whale. Yeah, that's what one of their customers said, and he may be onto something. No one has to know the secret weapon to your success is Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform built to accurately pinpoint your ad spend across networks, making you look like the smartest person in the room. Their robust app helps you clarify your campaign's performance so you can run smarter, faster, more effective ad spends in real time and reap the rewards. Are you a genius? Only one way to find out. Guys, want to take Triple Whale for a spin? Stop by triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code UPGROWTH for 15% off. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today, I am joined by the beard guy himself, Norm Ferrar, all the way from Toronto, Ontario. Yes, two Canadians on the podcast Mostly American listeners. I hope you guys are going to be able to understand all of the the Canadian innuendo that we love to use. Uh, lots of the different phrases that we're going to be using uh, on today's podcast. Uh, I would definitely stick around for this one, guys. Uh, you know, for people who don't know you, Norm. Uh, by the way, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Just tell us a little bit Thank about you. who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So let's see. I'm probably one of your older listeners. Um, I've been selling since about. Oh, mid 1997 uh, ish. So the 90s, oh, wow. I was first. Wow.
0: online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, w- I was one of the uh, OGs, I guess. But um, yes, you I've were been involved with <laughs> I've been involved with e-commerce, but I've also uh, probably one of the older people that have been over in China. We or Taiwan at the time. We. Uh, uh, I had a promotions company. We were importing from China and Taiwan at the time. Cool. Um, it went so well, uh, we opened up. Um, this is a family business. We opened up two factories in, in Taiwan. Um, wow. And with that, we needed to open up some specialty manufacturing and some fulfillment centers. What this did is everything that kind of compiled over the years. Uh, when Amazon came around, it was my perfect storm. So I, I just got into the Amazon market. Yeah, you were marketing. set up. Yeah, You're, I was set you, up. You, every, you every had member. it all. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have yeah, to I go on probably.
0: Alibaba and 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 figure out your your suppliers.
1: No, and that's the thing. Like back back then, even like we were able to go direct to supply. A matter of fact, we used to get these huge. I don't know if you remember these, but the Hong Kong Board of Trade used to send out fifty catalogs that you'd have to. They were like encyclopedias, and if you wanted jewelry, you'd have to flip through each page by page. It was horrible. And and this would have like the
0: contact information for
1: for all of these factories? Yeah, and they would show pictures, kind of like Alibaba, but it would be all paper. Wow. All paper. Wow. Yeah, it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so keep
0: walking me through this progression. So Amazon comes around and you're like, oh, I can do this.
1: Yeah, so Amazon comes around and I knew I could do this. I overheard a doctor from Ireland talking about he doesn't get it. He gets it, okay. but that's not his strength. So I yeah. approached him and I said, he said he wishes he could find somebody who could do it if he could just beat the standards and poor, so the S&P. And yeah. I overheard it. I was eavesdropping, and I went up to him and I said, hey, I can do this. And so yeah. he gave me an account. He said, uh, I said, I'll find your product. You know nothing about it. I'll give you a product opportunity. I'll do the research. Yeah. I'll do your packaging. I'll launch it on Amazon. Yeah, all you have to do is fund it, and yeah. he agreed. And he just wants an and eight
0: percent, so, basically minimum return, or whatever S and P is averaging.
1: Yep. That's all he wanted, and he got much more than that. But I'm sure um, he did, Norm. Yeah, like back <laughs> in the day, it was so easy; you could put anything on. But you know, he got into supplements. He got into toys, and um, yep. then that expanded. Like I was one of the first people to be an Amazon consultant. Back way back 2000, well 2014, 15, 16, 17, when people were just getting on. So that's how I started my Amazon Managed Services company. I also have a sourcing company uh, called Honey Worldwide, which oh, is cool. sourcing logistics management or supply chain management. But what we're really, um, what's really hot right now is product innovation. No me too products. We try yeah, to tell people that uh, yeah, you don't want to go and put time, effort, and money into a product that's just everybody else is selling. And then I also have, I I love vertical integration. So I also have another company called um, Netfluence, which is, uh, it's content marketing, press releases, public relations, influencer marketing. So those are sort of the, the main things that I'm involved with. Well, that's
0: great. Well, Norm, I'm I'm really looking forward to a couple of things we're going to talk about today, and I think they are things we've never talked about on this podcast before. So, I, I I there's there's two big topics that I'm really looking forward to getting into, and I think our listeners are going to get a ton out of this. So, let's start with press releases. I feel like that's a really All good right. place to go. Who who here? Like, I wish I could take a poll, like a live poll. I mean, we're not doing this live right now, but like, who's ever done a press release? <laughs> you know, of, of ecom store owners, I'll bet you if you have. You probably didn't know what you were doing and you're just like, well, I guess this is like what we do. Walk me through the, the whole thing, the what, where, when, why, how of press releases. What, like, why in the world would people, let's just
1: start with the why, why why would they do this? Oh, first of all, uh, depending on the press release, and I'll talk about that in a second, you'll get some traffic. Second of all, you've got some great content. If you're using a really good press release syndication network Um, You could be out to a few hundred, you can might get a few hundred pickups, you might get 5000 pickups, you might go to periodicals. you might go to influencers, you might go to bloggers, you might go to journalists, it's a really a way to spread your word. And if you're doing geo targeting, which we could talk about, um, you could easily be number one in markets under 350,000. So if you notice that you're selling really well in some suburb of Fort Lauderdale under 350,000, you could be number one, number one overnight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: why, so why, somebody's... why, why in these smaller markets? Like what, what, what makes this special? And what, like, what kind of secret sauce are you talking about here? Because it's uh... Uh, imagine getting this coverage guys, like th- this could be actually like phenomenally business changing.
1: Yeah. So there is a, uh, a strategy for launching a product or just keeping your keywords ranked. There's uh, a strategy for just announcing big uh, events. So, and that comes down to price. There's, um, social media style. Um, it's, they're called online press releases where it's a social media style, where it'll do, um, some social sharing as well as going out to some online media. And then you've got your more traditional press releases, which cost a lot more, but are a lot more effective. And so if Mm. you just launch, if you're, if you want the initial launch or if you're announcing something, these are the ones that I would, you know, play around with. Um, It's so important you understand the anatomy of a press release. So people who think that they can do it themselves or people that go to the Philippines or India to get somebody who is a blog article writer to write their press release, fail, 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 fail. And did I say fail?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do that, guys. That's not a place to outsource <laughs> that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, press release writing is so different than uh, writing a blog article. And that's why they fail. Uh, first, the title is everything. You can put your keywords in your title and you still want to make it engaging, but you want to not make it promotional. Uh, you want to yeah. make it newsworthy. And if you're geo-targeting, you want to show where it's at. So let's say that I'm, I've got um, a dog product, and maybe I'm going to say, uh, it could be odorless bully sticks, found uh, proven to uh, research provides or uh, shows uh, healthy digest or you know uh, healthy digestion for elderly dogs in Fort Lauderdale. Every gotcha, combination gotcha. of those words that I put together. Could end up being it could end up being hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of keyword ranking now the the reason why it um, it targets the local markets so well is because of the geotargeting geotargeting uh, just for content Google picks it up and will retarget well it targets that and ranks that very well I'm gonna give yeah. you some search results that just happened so we put out a press release. For somebody with a fairly long title, it was a, it just over 70 characters. Sometimes like I try not to go over 70 because it's truncated. But um, if you do something at 70, we ended up with having 1,200 keyword phrases ranked. Some were really ugly, like five, wow, five keywords long. 400 were ranked on the first page of Google and 100 and some odd were ranked number one not ranked number one
0: so and so are these are these articles that 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 appear on your like this does this press release appear on your website or are you driving traffic
1: okay so that's a a form of repurposing so you can i like i love putting my press release information in my signature file like you know in the news media room you know you put that there people think wow these guys are in the news second totally yeah Then you put it on your website and, you know, you can put in the news or media room, people can go there, they can see it, but where these are going out. So when you syndicate um, a press release, it's going out to a network of um, media outlets, search engines, influencers. And what you'll see is that you might get a CNN, you might get uh, NBC or NBC affiliates, Uh, You could get into MarketWatch, which is another content provider. Yahoo Finance is another market content provider, which has a lot of uh, additional websites, Reuters. Usually you pay for it. This month's sponsor is Triple Whale.
0: Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform clarifies your ad performance across marketing channels, keeping you instantly in the know. Go to triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code UPGROWTH for 15% off today. Now, back to today's episode. Is this earned media or paid media, Norm? Are, Are you actually paying for them to pick this stuff up or are they actually just picking it up and you're earning it?
1: They pick it up. So they awesome. have the choice of picking it up. Yeah. So if they pick it up, um, what I, I guess what you have to be careful of is a lot of entrepreneurs um, have a pretty big ego and they're thinking that somebody uh, is going to be looking for their company, Bully Sticks, you know, on the, uh, the, the Washington Post. You know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of the social media style press releases, you're not going to get a lot of traffic. But what you're getting is authority. Gotcha. So I've got a slide. Um, I wish I had it up here, but I was doing something for somebody, uh, Helium 10 Elite, uh, and I, I took bully sticks and I've been working with bully sticks since 2018. I showed them a bully stick press release I did in 2018 at the time was number one still for the keyword that I had put in. Wow. Not only was it number one, that Uh, It was, I had Chewy, Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, USA Today, four images of my product, two more. And the next page, all, all were my product except for one listing. And because the authority picked up, like USA Today would have picked it up, I had influencers that were writing about it. So what this is, it, it, it really is a huge traffic blitz from media and it doesn't yeah. have to be and that's why like I don't do just one I do ongoing press releases and the high quality press releases I might do every 3 months once every 6 months the ones during a product launch I've done one a day and wow. like for wow. when supplements are harder to do but when supplements were easier and more people didn't abuse supplements uh, like in press releases we were allowed to publish once a day and we would rank instantly on amazon now that's changed but still being able to and i've got i've got graphs that show this that if you go out there and you rank organically and then you put out press releases and you start to maybe drive traffic over to the site i've done this with knives chef knives high-end chef knives i've did it with press releases without press releases same ran the same traffic and although the press releases didn't drive a lot of extra traffic because of the authority and external links the keywords stuck Mm, so they they got you there for a longer period of time and you could see a bump if i did something on december the 12th it would bump and you you could see it like there was no denying that the press release did help
0: yeah yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Norm. I mean, this is, this is super awesome stuff. How would people go out and do this on their own? Is this something that you would recommend them doing on their own or, or does this seem like something where it's like, Hey, call up a guy like Norm to, to get you to, to get some help on this.
1: I definitely take a look at it. Um, uh, like take a look at trying to outsource it. There's agencies out there that write copy for press releases. Uh if you find out that they're very inexpensive, like thirty bucks, uh, and they're doing the distribution, what'll end up happening is you'll go to small town USA, who nobody looks at. You know all these crappy links, and it could do your listing harm more harm than good. Where if you're paying a bigger buck, and bigger buck for social media press releases could range from it could range from I don't know with with something in writing. Uh, Anywhere from 100 to 300, dollars and then the higher end ones range from around 750. I've seen them as high as 3,000, but they're worth every penny. You know, yeah. um, y- y- where can you get national exposure and within 24 to 72 hours get these type of results?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the people who are listening to this are, are probably at minimum spending you know 30 to 100 grand on ads monthly. Right. So, yeah. so to, to be able to test something like this out makes a lot of sense, especially for something that's more evergreen. Um, I, I think the problem is we don't, the people who have kind of risen up in this time from, you know, 2015, 2016 on don't understand earned media. Right. right. For the most part, we love to just pay and see a dollar in and two or $3 out hopefully. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so I think that's a hard thing for people to wrap their minds around.
1: Yeah. It's really hard. I I've gone to I've gone and I've spoken about this at different events. And afterwards we're talking about launch strategy and people come up to me and say, okay, well, what's your launch strategy? I'm saying, it's, it, I've done it with press releases. I'm doing it with external traffic here. Did you see the charts I put up? Yeah. And it is caught like, it does cost money. A lot of people that are getting into the game, maybe don't want to spend it on press releases uh, it, this is more, I would think for an intermediate to an established brand who um, who have some extra cash who want to build up authority yeah. for the most part. I mean you can try it with a product launch. great and it, that depends like it really does depend on the quality of your content that you're driving over your your um, the different channels that you uh, you're using. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, Quality press releases provide authority, and my formula is, you know, if you don't have the trust, um, which is from authority equals trust equals sales, yeah. that's it.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, you're absolutely. a microgram. Yeah, trust. Trust matters so much. I don't think that people understand how much trust matters and how hard it is to build trust up and how quickly trust can be eroded so fast. Yeah right? Especially on people's websites. I see all this stuff of like, like, especially, you know, the kinds of, uh, you know, things that, that pop up that aren't actually true. Like 700 people are viewing this product right now. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, don't trust like you. That. Right. I don't and that erodes, that. Tr- that erodes trust immediately.
1: Right. Like those yeah. kinds of
0: things are, are, they're, they're not good to do for the long run. Those are short-term tactics. Norm, we don't have much time left here and I got to get to our second topic. Oh my so, gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I just can't believe how long we've been talking for. This is this is awesome. Guys, th- this one I'm really, really excited about. Norm, I'd love for you to walk me through how you can increase
1: perceived value in products to help with your okay. profitability. I'll do it quickly. And I'll also provide a quick case study. Uh, perceived value is everything. So there's three levels. When you come out to Amazon, uh, especially Amazon, Walmart, any of these shopping marketplaces – Any search that you do, especially on Amazon, you're going to find out that you can enter in three different tiers. First tier, and I'll give you an example: Dead Sea Mud. This is a that you can go and take a look. Dead Sea Mud comes out at six, seven dollars, and the first tier goes up to fourteen. There are eight to sixteen ounce Dead Sea Mud. It's Dead Sea Mud. Yeah. The next level that people come in is twenty four to forty four dollars, and the top level. Is seventy? I think it was seventy-five to ninety-five dollars. The ninety-five dollar one is a brand that is three point five ounces. This is all Dead Sea mud. What are the differences? Well, people are trading nickels, pennies at the bottom. The average person is making a few dollars, and then up uh, up above, you are making huge profits. Now, you do have to check the traffic. Sometimes it's better to come out during the uh, price uh, in the middle. But a lot of the times, you can have lower traffic, higher profit. Yeah. All the difference is is in perceived value. It's your listing, it's your packaging. Uh, I work with companies that have grooming products, soap products, a lot of beauty products, uh, dog products. A simple twenty-five to forty-five cent package could get you three, four, ten dollars extra. The mm. way you write your copy mm-hmm. could give you more. I'll give you an example. We, we were working with this company that did chef knives. The chef knife was $16. We looked at it and it came in a clamshell package. So that's just a placket, a placket, plackage, a plastic <laughs> with a cardboard insert on the back. Yeah. And I looked at it and I said, wow, I think the guy was selling it for 49 I said, I, I think if we change this around and went to the website and made it look better because it was crap. Went to his social media and beefed it up so it looked consistent. The brand consistency is like the press release authority equals trust equals sales. An Amazon person is not going to trust a micro brand when they first buy. What are they going to do? They're going to go to Google. They're going to see, you know, that they're going to see who's writing about it, what your website's like, and they're looking for red flags because they don't trust you. So when you go and you put the perceived value there, you can start with that. Very simple website, but make it look good. Um, Have the social media, one channel or two. And then on your listing, make it look better. I call it Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch effect. You go, you copy your competitor's uh, primary images, you send it over to a focus group like um, PickFu, and they'll give you five minutes a result. You know, whether your images are better than the others. And if yours is equal to or better than the competition – then you're great. If it's not, go back to the drawing board, get better images. So then you go to the packaging. Most companies don't have packaging. They let Amazon put bubble wrap around it or throw it into a box or sticker it over your logo. We sticker ourselves. We send it over the bottle or bar of soap. You know, it's just not in some crappy saran wrap. Um, It's in a nice box. So when people see it, they'll pay extra for it. Well, going Mm. back to the knife, we changed it into a rigid cardboard box. We put the knife into the um, into an EVA uh, foam, which is a harder foam, and we put a cover over top of it. When somebody opened it up, it was two magnetic clis- clasps. You opened it up, you fold it over. There was a welcome message. There was an insert for an extended warranty, a meal plan, and a cook cookbook. For added value, and then we unveiled the product like an iPhone. You open it up, and there was this beautiful knife with its logo in the handle, which was beautiful. Wow! We started selling that at sixty-nine. We got it up to ninety-nine. We ended up between ninety-nine and one twenty-four, where it's selling right now, ninety-nine dollars to one twenty-four for the same sixteen-dollar knife, and we're getting the same traffic. Wow! Now the wow. other, the other thing. I went back to the manufacturer and I said, What can you do differently on this knife? Keep it the same price. He said, We can hammer it. Okay, let's hammer it. Went and got a wood box, $16 knife. Yeah. Put it in a wood box, packaged it up, put an outer package. So now this is the premium edition of this knife. Yeah. $224. Wow.
0: Wow. And I'm yeah. sure that profit margin is exponential when you get to that level.
1: $16 knife.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now it's lower traffic. But what I, what I learned was there was people selling 24 to $49. Okay. There was people that's first level. The second level was they they could, they could go for the $49. It was a lot smaller of a gap, but it was 49 up to about 124 was that second. And the second one was around 150 to 400 bucks. So there was traffic in the 150 to 400 bucks but not as much as that middle so we we all the traffic and all the money that was coming in was going to that middle tier mm, and all interesting because, all because of
0: packaging that's it because of packaging yeah norm i I want to step in for a sec here because this is something i talked with one of our companies about yesterday um and it's it's similar to what you're talking about so on websites themselves you know when you walk into a store a lot of times you'll find an anchor product right you'll find a product they don't actually want to sell you right but it anchors all the rest of their pricing down so we're creating a bunch of bundles at one of these companies and and so i said well we need to have an anchor bundle right? We need to have one bundle that's about double the price of everything else to bring down, bring up the perceived value of everything else, right? And bring down the other costs in their mind, right? Well, okay, I'm not going to buy this bundle, but I'm going to buy the others. So this is another use case when you're increasing perceived value um, that you can also use these. I love the idea of of the knife in the wooden box, right? That then anchors everything else down uh, in somebody's mind when they go onto your actual website right amazon's a little bit of a different beast when it comes to this but for d2c websites this makes a lot of sense to me
1: hey for retail like, if you go into a retail store a lot of the times the higher end ones they'll have their most expensive product up front yes so you have to walk past it to get to the lower price ones which you think you're getting a deal on
0: totally you see that 400 shirt you know and yeah. you're like whoa whoa <laughs> I, i'm not spending 400 bucks on a shirt and you walk a second over and you're like Oh, 100. I mean, that's a little high for what I normally spend, but it's not 400, right? It immediately anchors your expectations of what you're going to spend. So this is awesome, Norm. Uh, I wish we had more time. Uh, I I know we don't have a a ton more time. So i got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling?
1: Value. What I do is I think I do better than most is I know my competition better than they know themselves. Mm. So I'll go in. I'll check it out. I'll make sure that I do my research. I'm I'm cutting every little piece and getting a focus group uh, to give me back information. And focus group's probably the wrong word, but I do the Brady Bunch. I do it on the titles. I do it on the slide decks. I rearrange the slide decks. I'll do it on my title uh, on my primary image. I'll go down and I'll make sure that the bullets uh, are are making sense. The A plus on Amazon. Um, What does it look like? What do people want? Do they want more of a story or do they want more bullets? Um, What can I do thinking outside the box? So the meal plan and the recipes, that's an added value. And people, if they want the recipe book, they can see it on Amazon is selling for 30 bucks. So if you're selling a $30 knife, like there is $30 knives and it's not a Damascus steel knife, but let's say that you have a knife. And it's $24.95 or $39. And you're giving a $30 giveaway. Well, you've already covered off the price of the knife. And people think they're pretty much getting it for nothing. Yeah. So those are it's perceived value. And the, I mean, the last thing we talked about it, authority. Yeah. You have to become the authority. If you're better than your competition, you know their keywords. Um, and what I try to do is I spend money there's always good places and bad places to spend money and waste money. Branding, you know, making sure you've got that your trademark. So you've got some IP. These are yeah, things seems, that seems like a like a big cost
0: at up front, right? Or or seems like one of those things like, ah, we don't need to do that until you get oh. a cease and desist and you have to change your company name and you realize I could have spent a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars up front to save me literally tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees and all of that. I've been through that guys. Um, yep, I have learned too. my lesson and and don't do it. Just just yeah. spend the money up front. We do that's the very first thing we do before we get into anywhere is like where's the trademark? Can we get the trademark? Yep. If not, no, we're not doing it.
1: Exactly. And even patents. I've I've recently I've talked to a person who had an incredible idea, launched it on Amazon, didn't want to spend the money for the patent. And now he's been challenged, and other people have taken his design. Yeah. And guess what?
0: They've gotten yeah. it. doesn't. Yeah, doesn't matter. They'll just take it. Norm, I got three more questions left for you here. I hope that you are All ready. Right. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, first, first question:
1: favorite tool or app that you are using right now? Data Dive. Oh, so Data Dive is used. Uh, it's keyword research. Uh, and it's used with Helium 10. So most Amazon users will be using something like a Helium 10 or Jungle Scout uh, yeah. seller tools. Uh, but it works directly with uh, Helium 10. And it's, it just it, it is a data dive. It dives deeper into your research and provides you more relevant keywords in a much wider um, scale. Awesome. Awesome, that's great.
0: We'll make sure again, guys. Remember, all of these are always in the show notes, so please check out the show notes after we really do our best to go through and comb everything out of here. So anything Norm's talked about today should be down in the show notes there. Norm, second question for you: favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to? Mine. <laughs> no, yes, yeah. yes. Actually, you know what? This is a great, great time. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and why our listeners should add that to their uh, their listening repertoire.
1: Awesome. Okay. Uh, So my podcast is called Lunch with Norm, and it's an Amazon and e-commerce podcast. We go out and we just reach um, all the experts in the industry. And what we try to do is just make people better online sellers. Uh, There's no gimmicks. It's a casual talk exactly like this. We sit back, uh, you know, have a coffee. I don't eat lunch, but my guests sure can. But um, And we have a really loyal group of people and i hope you join our community by the way.
0: Yeah, uh, i yeah, love yeah. to have you
1: in it. So um anyways that's that's the podcast. Uh, it's on live every monday, wednesday and friday.
0: Awesome, awesome. And i'm looking forward to coming on that uh, podcast as well. That's going to be a fun fun conversation. Norm, last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody, they have to be alive. You get an hour with them. You can do whatever you want. Coffee, tea, beer, wine. Can't be Elon Musk who would it be?
1: Oh gosh, that's a good one. Um I you know, one of my favorite guys in the world, uh, you might not know his name's Colin Campbell. And Colin started uh a, a series of companies. He's got the Midas touch. He's yeah. also this is failed. not
0: this is not the former uh, NHL commissioner, Colin Campbell.
1: No, 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 okay. no, no. And no. so that's immediately dead. who I was thinking of. <laughs> so Colin's Canadian and okay. yep. um he he's had an epic failure. And he's lived through it. And this is one of the things that I like, because I have had the ability to talk to him, but really to sit down and go deep with him. It's a guy that if you're not following, you got to follow. He's got the largest um, following on startup, on um, Clubhouse. He's got about 1.3 million people in his group. And um, yeah, it's called Startup Club. But uh, he just recently sold a dot club he's a dot club he was dot club uh, domains and i i i collect domains oh okay uh, so i was buying a lot of them yeah and anyways that would be a guy just to sit down and chat for you know for the day i'd love to
0: awesome great answer somebody who i've never heard of before uh and that's awesome i'm going to start following him cuz that sounds uh he sounds super interesting norm Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was an awesome conversation. I can't believe we're over time than, than what, what we normally do. Uh, I think everyone's ah, really going gonna, to really gonna appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but this is one of those conversations we get to keep going and going. So, uh, Norm, where can people connect with you and find out more about what you're up to these days?
1: Sure. Really easy. Email is norm at AMZ, like Amazon, AMz.club. And I'm all over social media, just Lunch With Norm or Norm Farrar, uh, F-A-R-R-A-R, and you'll see me.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again so much for your time today, Norm.
1: Hey, it was my pleasure.
0: Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to
1: mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today.
0: I hope you guys have a great week.